here's where you have to know how to drop your golf ball. Sure speeds up play when you have those drop areas. Fowler has dropped the ball twice. The Shambo is going to get a free drop. Something bad has happened if we end up here. This is the drop zone. Hello, folks. This is Sean Zock, joined as always by Dylan DeChair. This is the Drop Zone podcast, hopefully your favorite golf podcast. We've got a good bit of Tiger Woods news lately, like he's been in the news for a non-golfer that is kind of uh, at an alarming rate. But anyways, we're going to devote basically the entire episode to Tiger, Tiger News, Tiger Forecasting. Dylan knows everything about Tiger Woods, but Dylan also knows everything there is to know about Radmore Golf. A lot of pressure on both both sides there, Sean. And I guess first thing that you mentioned was Tiger Woods being a non-golfer. That's kind of an essential question um, that we'll get to right after I tell you about our friends from Radmore Golf. Sean, you're wearing one. I'm currently wearing one. I've got this kind of blue cashmere type hoodie on. Uh, it's fall golf. It's really the end of the season in the, the places that we live. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't squeeze out a little more fall, winter golf, layer up, gear up, head out into the cold. And the best way to do that is by heading to radmoregolf.com. That's R-A-D-M-O-R golf.com. Stylish, sustainable, great for off course wear, great for cold weather. And they've got a fresh line that's out. Uh, and if you enter code DROPZONE at checkout, D-R-O-P-Z-O-N-E, you get 25% off. Dylan, I just watched uh, a bunch of you, actually. I was making a video this week featuring a bunch of you in it. And you were wearing, I think, the Birch mm. uh, crew neck from Radmore. And every time that I edited you in and out of the video, I got jealous because See, I really I want that, that sweatshirt. I think you got one on the way. Good. Uh, well, that's Radmore Golf, folks. Now to Tiger Woods. Dylan, Tiger Woods won the PIP. And for people who don't know, the PIP is the Player Impact Program. It has been memed. It has been joked about. Uh, but it's not going anywhere. He played nine rounds of golf on the PGA Tour last year. Tiger did. He made two cuts. He missed horribly the cut at the British Open. Uh, and he withdrew from the PGA Championship after, I think, three rounds. What is the PIP? How much did Tiger earn? And how the hell did he win the PIP considering he didn't even play 10 rounds of competitive golf? God, I mean, all right, good questions, first of all. Uh, a couple I have to scramble my brain for. He won, what, $20 million? I think it's probably around 20 Actually, none of the reporting around this was... Uh, I guess definitive. We know that Rory won twelve million dollars. I can assume it's just twenty for Tiger. Maybe it's sixteen, but it's in the sixteen to twenty range. Yeah, I mean, we know that the player pool has been doubled, and we know that originally it was ten million dollars. So I think we can assume Tiger made twenty million dollars. We know that he did this because the simplest way to put it is that he's Tiger Woods. Uh, he drew a ton of attention. Um, the Reason he probably won is because he did play a couple times. I yes. think that if he hadn't played at all, uh, then he might not have like drawn enough attention. But that would be an interesting question. If there is a year where he does not play at all, 
Wait a minute. I guess that happened last year. I don't know. No, he still made a bunch of headlines last year. People forget that he did play last year. He absolutely owned the entire month of December when yes. he played with Charlie. Yeah, yeah. He was basically owning the end of November when he was doing uh, his practice sessions for the first time in front of the public at the Bahamas event. So he hosted. Like Tiger- <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a big, he had a notable car crash. He, uh, he was in the news a lot for that, probably more than anything else. And then, yes, he posted a swing video at the correct time. And then he came back and he and Charlie took over December, stole it from football uh, at the PNC Championship. Stole it from Phil. And this year, there will be some of that uh, pip action. There will be some December Tiger golf. We will get to that. But, yes, he also made an incredible comeback at the Masters. Um, if you rewind, going into the Masters – it's the only time that we have actually been surprised by Tiger playing an event. I mean, for years yeah. and years, it's been like, oh yeah, Tiger's going to, he's going to come back here. He's going to play. He's going to be great. Um, this time we were like actually managing expectations in a somewhat <laughs> reasonable manner. And so when Tiger showed up the week before, and then again at the actual masters tournament, everyone was like, yeah, I guess maybe he will play. Then he made the cut. Uh, and then he played two more majors. He played the PGA where he WD'd and then he played the open where he missed the cut. So, I mean, if you just look at Tiger's results from this year, 47th at the masters, a WD at the PGA, a missed cut at the open, not a whole lot to write home about, but um, certainly enough to get people's attention. And that's why he won the pip. Yeah. I think he actually had maybe three of the most watched moments of the year like his first round at augusta has to be the most viewed i think round of the year like even if you include the final rounds of these majors and and how exciting it was just like the number of people who only cared about one singular round peaked uh that thursday at augusta national uh i think somewhat similar thing can be said for the second round at southern hills he grinded to make the cut broke 70 shot 69 and we were like, holy cow, this guy is still the golfer. And then the number of people who were watching, uh, I guess this would be Friday afternoon at the old course, which was late Friday morning um, in the States, like that's probably absolute peak viewing. So the world still cares a ton about Tiger Woods. He's not active on social media. It doesn't matter. The dude makes headlines and that's going to be the case forever, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Here's my first question for you then, Sean. Is Tiger Woods retired? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, he's not. Uh, He is still competing and still telling us that he doesn't, um, that he wants to be present, that he wants to compete in majors, that 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 he thinks he can maybe contend after enough time at Augusta National. Um, I think if you had to place the big R word on him, right? That word that freaks all these athletes out like Brady and Serena and Michelle Wee a couple months ago on this podcast. Um, He's retired from uh, the past life he had on the PGA Tour, but he's not he's not retired from golf. Yeah, Um, that's a way to bifurcate your question. Uh, but that's the only way of, of really discussing his future in the game. No, I think that's right. And and the reason I brought it up is because I do think there is an element of Tiger that has just sort of disappeared from professional golf before our eyes. 
Um, I think the assumption like a decade ago was that once Tiger has moved on from golf, golf will just sort of wither up and die. And instead, you know, we have this chasm between two tours that has made international headlines. And I think there's a good reason why we thought that, though. I, I agree. I mean, it was a very Tiger dominated industry. I think it was reasonable. But also like he kind of said like, guys, this is my dream is to like shut it down and go join the Marines, so oh, the Navy yeah, SEALs. Yeah. And, you know, I, he, he was always so private. Um, I think the, the reason why we thought that would be the case is because it felt like he wanted to recede completely from public view. And he's proven that he can handle a little bit of the public view at, you know, 50 yards distance while he's caddying for Charlie. It's funny. There was a, a saying that maybe you told me that this was before my time, but people used to say about the open championship and, you know, for early rounds, there would be three storylines. It would be how'd tiger do? What was the weather like? And how did the weather affect tiger? And those were the, those are the three <laughs> stories from like an early round at the open championship. So I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where he kind of sucks the air out of the, the rest of the field to some extent, he's kind of a vacuum. And that, that happened at the masters this year. I mean, Scotty Scheffler got asked, about Tiger's presence and about the pressure he felt coming in as world number one. And he essentially said, look, there's no pressure on me. No one's paying attention to me. Everyone's focus <laughs> has gone over to Tiger. Um, and other guys said similar things. But I think that the interesting side to that is then, okay, if Tiger is out of the picture, as he is in the day-to-day, that does allow the current product to sink or swim. Um, the tiger free mm. product. And I, I guess my only point in asking the question was like tiger has actually vanished probably more than we realized day to day because he still is part of the discussion, but look, he didn't play a single non-major so far this year. He didn't play any non-major without Charlie Woods involved last <laughs> year. Um, yeah. 2020 he played a bit more, but that was obviously a weird season for other reasons. Um, the couple seasons that he did play healthy, 2018 and 2019 loom large, but that was now a little while ago. So Tiger was gone and then he was back. And now he's not quite gone, but he's sure not playing a whole lot. Sometimes (laughs) I think we can forget that. Sure. Uh, A question I have for you is in regards to the news he made this week, Tiger is committing to the hero world challenge which will be played in the Bahamas from December 1 through 4. Why was this return the first event he will play in more than four months entirely unsurprising? It's unsurprising because this is where Tiger comes back. I mean, there have been many comebacks in this guy's career, and it's happened a couple times at the Masters. But in general, if Tiger is going to resurface, it's going to happen at the Hero. Um this was true, you know, a handful of years ago when he, God, when he, when this is another thing that we forget that Tiger basically didn't play 2016 or 2017. Yeah. He had the chip yips. He, he had one finish in 2016, which was a 15th place at the hero world challenge that had everyone <laughs> feeling very encouraged. Um, and then he played a couple events and then it turned out he was actually super injured. And then he came back again and, and made his comeback at the 2017 Hero World Challenge where his T9 finish had everyone excited. Um, even last year, his first public appearance since his car crash, 
came months and months and months later, which didn't seem that weird because it was Tiger, but for any other person <laughs> of his stature, I think would be crazy. And I was there, I was in the room. And the fact that Tiger was making this appearance here in front of, you know, and, and facing tough, weird, awkward questions about the crash and, you know, why it happened and what exactly happened from, he was just sitting in the media center with like a half dozen golf writers and uh, not even most of the regular crew because it's such a low key event. This is where Tiger makes his comebacks and he can control the entire thing. There's yeah. I mean, yeah, to get more into the nitty gritty, he can control the whole thing because it's his tournament. He can give himself an exemption. Uh, it's a friendly area. He knows the whole thing. He, he can stay right on site, can stay in his yacht if he wants to, or in his little, you know, apartment that's right there. Uh, the fans are limited just on the basis of the fact yes. that it's hard to get to the Bahamas <laughs> and he can use a cart probably in the practice rounds if he wants to like everything kind of lends itself to this being a logical return spot for tiger. And also he's done it before He's a creature of habit. I'm still very interested in it. I think in a past life, I'd be more skeptical and be like, I don't give a damn about tiger playing in the Bahamas mm -hmm. in an event with just 20 players and of course, that is very easy. You can hit it all over the place and still get up and down. Um, but I'm intrigued because a couple reasons. If he finishes eighth, if he finishes 12th, that will have meant he, he beat eight to 12 of the best players in the world. Now, no one is trying to peak in early December. <laughs> this is not late March, early April or anything like that. Every single player in the field not named Tiger Woods is a top 30-ish player on the PGA Tour, a top 40 player in the world. It doesn't matter what tour you're playing on. So like beating that means you're a very good golfer. Tiger Woods is a very good golfer. doesn't matter how many legs he can stand on. Um, so like, does he still have that? We haven't seen him play in four months. And the last time we saw him play, he was not playing very well at the old course. And the, re the other reason why I'm intrigued is walking four rounds of golf it doesn't matter if you're on the flattest course on the planet or if you're on super hilly augusta national walking four rounds has been difficult for him that's just the truth he has had a hard time getting his body to look nimble on sunday afternoons or even saturdays at these major championships that he's playing in um that comes after generally walking practice rounds so like you said maybe he'll Maybe he'll ride in a golf cart at the Bahamas um, the first couple days before it actually begins as a tournament. But if he gets through those four rounds, looks a bit more nimble, that'll just prove to us that there's progress being made because he has told us that there's progress that's being made. It's really hard for us to see it. You know, He's the one who gets to feel it. Um, it's just going to be a much more perfect forecast um, than it ever has been at this event for him and his body. So that's why I'm intrigued. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of what a successful week would look like. Um, we've reset expectations again, I guess, in the months since we last saw him. I think smiling on Sunday, like not grinding. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's also a week in which he'll be riding his golf cart all around the entire island as the host of the tournament, you know, he'll be making a press conference as the, the tournament host. He'll be 
posing for a lot of photos, playing in pro-ams as a tournament host. He's always said that hosting the event actually does take a decent bit of energy out of you. So if he's smiling on Sunday, I know it's a very simple, small sample size kind of thing, but that would tell me that his body was able to stand up to something and it would probably speak to whether or not he could host at Riviera a couple months later. What is Tiger Woods' commitment to the PGA Tour? Where does that stand, big picture? Uh, Well, it's locked in. He has reportedly passed up um, many, many hundreds of millions of dollars to play anywhere else in the world. Uh, And he has publicly decried playing anywhere else in the world. So logistically, uh, semantics, it all points to Tiger being very committed to the tour. And, you know, I think he wants, like, he's he's always had this rivalry with Phil Mickelson. It makes sense for him to sustain that, to be the PGA Tour uh, figurehead. And if Rory wants to be his assistant commissioner, his co-captain, whatever, that's the role that Tiger's going to play. He's he's probably going to fly in for important meetings like he did uh, at the BMW Championship in Delaware. He's probably going to, you know, Jay Monahan's going to seek him out. Would it be so crazy for Tiger to take a spot on the policy board? They're trying to make sure that the PGA Tour policy board is like a very big deal and and it has the best players on it. Patrick Cantlay, Rory McIlroy, Kevin Kisner, some of these like really important figureheads in the PGA Tour. Why would Tiger Woods not earn maybe, you know, an emeritus role on the policy board? Like it's in the tour's best interest to keep him extremely involved. And it's also in Tiger's pocketbook interest to have the best players on the PGA Tour know that he's involved too. So, I mean, committed 110%. Here's the weird thing, though, Sean. He has not made it a priority to play PGA Tour events. He has played the major championships. Those have always been, I mean, he's been candid about this. Those have always been the important tournaments to Tiger Woods. Um, But the last PGA Tour only event that he played was, I guess, the Zozo in 2020 at Sherwood. Did he win it? No. No, he didn't win that one. No, he finished T72 there. Uh, but he oh. was the defending champ at that point. Um, and I guess at that point, what, there were some fans back on site? Maybe. But, like, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, we'd have to go back in the archives. But, yeah, it's possible that the last PGA Tour event that he played with a full group of fans um, would have been the Genesis, his own tournament where I think he finished last place in 2020, last place of people that missed the cut. We were there. Anyway, or people that made the cut. Anyway, the point being, it's kind of weird that the PGA Tours figurehead doesn't play PGA Tour events anymore. Yeah, I think that's a good question. (laughs) I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters because his name is brought up a lot. And I think maybe moving forward, he will certainly be at, Riviera as as the event host you know when when the first fall series really kicks off next year who's to say that Tiger won't make an appearance there just as you know I don't know the person who helped put this all together I guess I'm, I'm wondering do it, does the PGA Tour need him to play for this new vision to work uh no no, because what it sounds like is they're going to get him to play that virtual Monday night golf which sounds like you know or maybe 
maybe he doesn't play that, but he's involved with that. He's in he's the co-founder with Rory McIlroy of tomorrow sports. Like I think tiger's body and schedule and everything is definitely open enough for him to fly private all across the country and make enough appearances to be sitting and standing next to Jay Monahan and Rory McIlroy and create the, the, you know, founding fathers of the new tour. Does he have to hit balls? I don't know. Jack Nicholas is not hitting balls on the PGA Tour, and and he's still extremely involved with everything. You know, he hosts multiple events essentially. Yeah. And 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 opines on the tour at all times. So that that might not be Tiger's role, but I think he certainly will play play a role in deciding things. I think that it's a. I think it would be a huge asset for the PGA Tour if Tiger is playing, but I think that that's sort of conditional. Like it's only really worth something if Tiger is healthy and playing reasonably well. So yeah, yeah, exactly. If the only question is whether he's going to make the cut or not, which was honestly a really incredible storyline at both the masters and the PGA. But now beyond that, that's not really sustainable long-term as a, as a question of, Oh, if the biggest story this week is only will Tiger make the cut or not, obviously that doesn't bode well for the health of the entire tour. Um, but yeah, I think it's problematic. So I guess that leads to, to a two-part question, which you already answered part of what will Tiger Woods do for the PGA tour off the course? And then what are realistic expectations for Tiger on the course going forward? So let's first tackle the rest of that off the course thing. Like what is, explain this, this TMRW thing, explain (laughs) what that commitment is going to look like, um, and what else we we know that Tiger will be involved in off the course going forward. Anybody who has called Live Golf the LIV tour, I really hope that you start spelling out tomorrow sports as well, <laughs> like Dylan just did. T M R W. Well, I think it's that is only because fair. Sean packed in there. You got T W and you got R M. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy. I think there's some levels to this thing going on. Yeah, I would say so. If if that was a sandwich, R M is in the middle. Mm-hmm. And T-Dub, so Tiger's the bun and Rory's the meat. I don't know what the equivalent would be with live L and V. <laughs> you got Las Vegas. It's all about I right in the center. Uh, all right. That's really dumb. God, but that's the, bad. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> the role that he needs to play off the course, or the one that he will, is uh, hosting the event, right? Um, but the tomorrow sports stuff I mean, so this is going to be a weird thing for people to have to wait for because it's not happening until January, 2024. Good point. So I you keep ha- forgetting that. <laughs> it, you're not going to see tomorrow sports, virtual reality, PGA tour golf, um, taking place for another, um, 13 months to 14 months. Um, we've seen, you know, Tiger attaches name to it, uh, and Rory and him are co-founders. I do think that that means they will play each other. These are Monday night sessions yeah. in which T- Tiger is going to be one of uh, a three-person team, of which there are going to be twelve teams, I believe. And uh, like he, that makes him a captain. Like th- for all intents and purposes, this is the response to some of the things that Live Golf is trying to create within the sport. And so team golf, this is the PGA tours team golf. Um, that makes tiger like George Washington, kind of like crossing the river, helping push the PGA tour into like 
the future. Um, he's helping kind of guide what this all can become, what it can look like. He has used his name to bring in a ridiculous list of investors, right? Uh, Steph Curry, Serena Williams, Josh Allen, Sidney Crosby, Lewis uh, Hamilton. Timberlake. Lewis Hamilton squad get involved. I know you care about F1 way more than I do. Um, but the truth is like, this is a gigantic enterprise now and Tiger's face is going to be attached to it. So whether you get Tiger to play more than four events in the coming 2023 year, it sounds like you're going to get Tiger to play a bunch of Monday night. Yeah. Golf events in 2024. If he's good enough to do that, I think he's good enough to maybe try and grind his way through more event. Like you could see him play six on course events in 2024. I just don't see him fading away as much as it maybe has felt in the last two calendar years. Yeah. So just to clarify a couple of those details, there's six teams of three PGA tour players each. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we're, you know, you're going to see tiger be involved in that. You're going to see roar. You're going to see the usual suspects and there's going to be 15 regular season Monday night matches. So I think there was also some confusion there of like, Oh, all of these guys are going to be, have to be at all of these matches. No, that will not be the case. 15 matches plus six teams mean you have means you have plenty of flexibility um, before you get to the semifinals and the finals. And it's not really that much of a commitment. It's two hours on a Monday night playing virtual golf. Um, yeah, I think they'll be able to make it happen. Assumingly mic'd up uh, and probably. I mean, Sean, it's going to be a high energy greenside fan experience. So no, no <laughs> doubt. This is, I mean, our our pal DJ Pajowski, former podcast guest, kind of outlined in an intelligent way that this is actually different. Uh, this is going to be a, a truly different enterprise because as much as Liv is disruptive and groundbreaking, the main thing that's different about Liv is the money. And they're still playing stroke play golf over multiple rounds uh, and determining the lowest player and and the team stuff will probably prove to be a big time differentiator beginning next year but ultimately similar product to the pga tour this is different this is a a full i don't know full 40 percent of the way towards holy moly i mean this is a (laughs) this is a different product that could potentially actually attract a different consumer that's interesting even if as a listener of this show you're rolling your eyes which you're also allowed to do. Yeah. Never go full holy moly, I think, is, <laughs> is probably a good motto for the PGA Tour. But definitely incorporate some holy moly because the uh, that show outpaces many of the PGA right. Tour events in the ratings. All right, um, wait. So now part two of my question, Sean. What are realistic expectations for Tiger Woods on the course? Get on your magician hat. Where... Where, if you're feeling optimistic, could we see this guy tee it up in 2023? I think he plays all the majors, um, and I, that in, that includes the U.S. Open. Now, he only played three this year. Uh, he played the Masters, which was a surprise, and he then he gamed it at the PGA Championship, was, which was still a surprise. Um, but I, I think he plays all the majors because, one, the Masters will always be there for him. And I think he knows that that golf course so damn well. Like, there's no reason not to. The PGA Championship, maybe not. The PGA Championship's in Rochester in May. And, like, this is, like, Tiger body version number seven. But he's always said his body feels at its worst 
when he's waking up to play early morning cold golf. And that is probably what's going to happen in Rochester in middle of May. Um, I think he'll play the U S open, uh, at, uh, LA country club. It's a, going to be a firm golf course and a, a golf course that you have to think your way around and a course that not many people have experience with, which I think makes it an absolutely delightful U S open host. And then the opens at Royal Liverpool, a course that you and I visited uh, two months ago, a course that Tiger Woods dominated at without hitting driver anywhere. Um, and a course that's extremely flat, I think even more flat than, than St. Andrews. So obviously the open, I think Tiger plays at Riviera. Uh, that's a course that once you get off the first tee actually isn't even that hilly at all. Mm, um, yeah. and it's the course that he hosts his event at. And so that's why I really think about the hero event. If you can play four rounds, um, on, you know, back to back to back to back in the Bahamas while hosting event, why couldn't you do that at Riviera? Um, I, I see that happening. That would give him four to five starts and that's all anyone expects out of him. So here's the interesting thing, Sean, to bring it full circle. Uh, Tiger won the pip this year and Theoretically, there's enough gray area in the provisions of the player impact program that he could win next year without really playing. But they are now tying PIP payout stuff to the fact yes. that you're going to play these events, that you're going to play their new uh, super schedule, that you're going to play yep. the, the elevated events. And so I think the extent to which Tiger does try to play those new important elevated events, the ones that he flew to Delaware and put on his flannel shirt and drove his Nissan rental car over to the meeting to, to get in motion is going to be really interesting. And it's possible that he won't play any of them like you, like you laid out. And it's possible that he'll play a few, like he could, you could see him playing, uh, playing Genesis, which is his tournament. I mean, the weird thing is some of the events where he is historically dominated don't now set up particularly well for him. Memorial makes no sense. It's it's a as close as you get to kind of a U.S. Open test. Um, and yeah, it's warm, which is good for him. But that rough is long. Uh, I mean, I don't know. And then same thing with Torrey Pines, where he always used to start his season. That can be kind of a brutish place to play too. And it can be chilly. It can, uh, it's certainly not like the, the masters, I guess, which is the ideal place still for him to play where it's warm, where there's not really rough, uh, where he's very familiar. So I think the elevated event thing is still interesting. If he feels the need to show up to some of those to kind of throw his support behind it, hopefully he's feeling healthy enough that he could do some of that. But I think realistic expectations are basically what you laid out, which are, he's going to play the majors. Um, He's most likely going to try to play a couple of these events that are important to him. Genesis, Hero. And then I just don't know where where he would add other events if he was going to. I mean, God, you got, imagine if Tiger shows up at Waste Management. <laughs> Super Bowl week, elevated event status. That would be the first like real elevated event outside of the, the tour start in Hawaii. It would make... Golf world crumble, um, but they would make the sports world pay attention. Uh, I don't see that happening because it's the week before Genesis. That would be uh, that would prove that he can play a lot of golf. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that uh, is possible. Two things: 
One, I think Jay Monahan as commissioner, I believe it's written into the the PIP formula uh, and bylaws. I believe he can unilaterally pay out uh, PIP money and to finishes as he sees fit yep. to a player who cannot perform based off of injuries. Now, um, Tiger is obviously hampered by injuries and will be the rest of his life. That's worth noting. It's not like Tiger's not going to play the earn his pit money or at least half of it because he doesn't play in all the elevated events. The other thing I think we need to consider is I think he's clearly desperate uh, and rightfully so to be involved in Charlie Woods Junior Golf. Like we've seen him spend his time the last few months caddying for his son, who I believe is 13 years old and 12 or 13. And, uh, like if Tiger's involved to the point that he's putting on a caddy bib and going and walking around and playing every hole with this, not playing, but walking every hole, even riding in a cart with his son, like Tiger's going to want to be very involved in Charlie's high school golf. He's going to be want to want to be very involved in collegiate golf recruiting. I can only assume now who knows if that's where Charlie's golf will go, but why would Tiger rather grind to play Arnie's event than just really, really work through his yeah. son's obsession with the game? I think that kind of hits at it, honestly. If I could just jump in, because I am, I am sort of realizing more and more that Tiger for a while there had some things in common with like a cult leader. You know, Tiger was the head of a cult and he could do miraculous things. He amassed a large following even when he seemed down and out, turns out he wasn't. He had a comeback in him. He had another comeback in him. But I think we're at the point where he is now signaled, like, guys, it, it's probably over. Like this whole thing, you know, it, we, you know, we've had the colony set up, big plans for the whole whole deal. You you got to go home. Like you guys might want to <laughs> pack up your tents because find a new hobby. <laughs> like like we had a good run. Um, I think that that's how he feels a lot of the time. And then, and then I think when he actually preps for competition, when he actually starts gearing up, say for next year's masters, then I do think he'll, he'll turn back into wild tiger. But look, we've seen the videos of him caddying for Charlie. Um, It's not like he's suddenly walking at a hundred percent again. He's still limping around the place. There are clearly injuries that he's sustained that are not ever going to fully heal. Yeah. He's still wearing those, Footjoy golf shoes just to caddy for yeah. Charlie. My man's caddying in pants. He's, he's <laughs> you never caddy in pants. Can't do it. I think that's funny. My question for you is were you a member of Tiger's cult? <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think <laughs> good awareness. I mean, look, his history doesn't necessarily smile on people that have joined cults, but I feel like this was a pretty defensible cult to be a part of. I wasn't my favorite far from alone. My favorite interaction, I think, with the cult was 2017 at the Hero World Challenge, watching Tiger come back from I don't even know if it was back surgery number three or four. Um, And Karen Krauss, then the reporter for The New York Times, asked him, you know, Tiger, you raced up the leaderboard today and you had the best athletes from all the sports around the world tweeting about you playing a stupid little at that time i think 18 person exhibition event in december in the bahamas literally no stakes 
in terms of golf at all. And he had Michael Phelps, I believe Serena Williams, Michael Strahan, I think like all these elite Hall of Fame athletes tweeting about him that day. And she asked him like, do you feel that? And he was just like, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And <laughs> like, that must be what it's like to be a cult leader. He never really leaned into, I don't know, he always sort of maintained the mystique. I admire that he never he never turned the following the people onto, <laughs> you know, like he didn't he didn't say, look, if you guys are gonna keep being Tiger Woods fans, you gotta get way in on my new crypto coin. Yeah. Like he didn't he didn't weaponize the cult, which I really appreciate about Tiger. You know, whenever he disappeared, he really just disappeared. Um he wasn't sending messages on the, you know, cryptic messages on the deep web. Mm-hmm. We've gone too far. Uh, do you have any more questions left? Yes, I think I have two more. First, the match. This is other news mm-hmm. that Tiger Woods made uh, or is a part of in the last week and a half. He is going to be playing December 10th in the sixth edition, I think. Is it sixth or seventh? Seventh. Edition? The match seven, seventh I edition. Of the match. He's paired up with Rory McIlroy. He's playing against Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. It's 12 holes. It's Pelican Golf Club in Florida. I want to get into this a little bit. Firstly, does this interest you? Yes. All the matches interest me. Easy. Um, (laughs) I mean, this one's great. It's under the lights. It's 12 holes. Both good developments. It's Tiger and Rory. Like the interpersonal stuff is interesting here. We hear all the time about JT and Spieth being friends. Uh, Spieth was just the best man at JT's wedding. We never actually really see that much of it. I mean, we see them at the Ryder Cup, President's Cup, where they're teamed up together. Extremely serious circumstance. Here we'll see them bantering around a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed for not too much forced banter, but I do like no. just seeing these guys kind of interact when it actually seems like their their guard is down and they're being normal. Um, and then, yeah, again... Tiger and Rory, now these business partners on the brink of launching all these new golf things that, you know, everyone has put a lot of money and interest behind. What do they look like together on the course? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, if this 12 hole thing can give us what they've given us in the past in in specific to these golfers, the gold that we will get from this is Tiger and Rory talking about the golf swing. The best clips I think we've seen on the internet from Tiger Woods in the last three or four years is him just nerding the f*** out with John Rahm, nerding out with Rory, talking about his wedges, being on those tailor-made uh, YouTube content pieces where he's blowing Tommy Fleetwood's mind about how to hit a stinger or how to clip a wedge and Dustin Johnson literally trying to take notes from Tiger. I think we're going to get some of that because Tiger actually trusts all these guys. Uh, we've seen Tiger go that deep, even in the match with Phil talking about like putting side spin on wedges and stuff like that. That is where his brilliance shines. He doesn't like giving out secrets to everyone, but he's mic'd up and he has to give out secrets because these dudes will pull them out of him. Um, Sneaky good sideline reporter for this. Jason day. Is he involved? No, he's not. But he, I'm saying oh. he would be an he would be an inspired choice to be involved with this. Oh man, I got excited just. Sorry, by yeah, he's he's up. just the perfect foil for those uh, those tailor made content videos, or was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I had this question written down, and I think it's uh, I'll just answer it. Um, 
why is it important that this match succeeds? I think it is important because mm. this is essentially what we're going to see with the Tomorrow Sports Monday Night Golf Virtual Golf League is matches between Tiger Rory and JT and Spieth. Now, I'm guessing that all three of these guys will probably captain different teams. Maybe JT and Spieth will be on the same team. Uh, I don't know if Tiger and Rory will be on the same team. But anyways, like this is going to test our appetite for golf under the lights. Um, and I know that it is like a probably a one of one sample size. We used to have golf under the lights. There have been attempts to try and bring it back. It hasn't really worked. Even the match uh, that they did for charity in Japan between Tiger Rory, uh, Jason Day, and Hideki, like that was at a different weird time frame and people couldn't pay that much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think that it's important because JT will undoubtedly be involved in tomorrow sports uh and because he's repped by excel sports excel sports is an investor in the product um if people want to tune into this saturday night basically against the heisman trophy ceremony when there's pretty much no other like pro sports to go against army navy's been over that's yeah for hours yeah I think it could be a really good sign of our relative uh, ability to tune in for primetime Monday night golf during this tomorrow sports stuff. So again, there'll be about 12 months, maybe 13 months in between sample size and, you know, proof point. I just think that like, if no one watches this, if people don't sign up for like the four figureheads that you would start a PGA tour with, it's a really bad sign. I don't think it'll flop, but if it does, yikes. I think you're forgetting that unlike tomorrow sports and the TGL, this will not be a first of its kind experience for golf enabled by a data rich virtual course complete with a tech infused <laughs> short game complex, Sean, with a high energy greenside fan experience. But yeah, no, I think you're right. I think this is a this is a proving ground. This is saying, look, you're interested in watching these guys screw around, basically. You're interested in watching them play a casual round. Um well, and after a certain time of the day, like, yeah, yeah, not are, just in the are, background while you're, yeah, while you're screwing around in Excel or pretending <laughs> to charge clients, whatever, whatever the good people of, uh, of the law. <laughs> well, I don't know where I was going with that. All the, really all the board listeners that are lawyers out there that listen to the show, shout out to you guys. We value you very much and appreciate you charging your clients for the time you spend with us. <laughs> All right. Uh, final question has to do with more Tiger Woods theoretical news, the PNC championship. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this was a mistake or not, or if you know something that we don't know, but um, Tiger has not announced if he's playing the PNC. Yeah. I got um, over my skis a little bit on this one, Sean. You you tweeted out that he will be. Um, and whether or not you're over your skis, I know you're a pretty good skier. So you don't know something that we don't know, but you kind of have a feeling. I know that people around Tiger expect him to play the PNC Championship. I know that that's in go. the cards. Um, he is not officially committed to it. But yeah, people expect that he'll be there. It's going to be a loaded field this year too. I think yeah, Speed's playing, playing, JT's playing, uh, Melly Corda back, I think. I think the Cordas are back, yeah. So it's going to be a field worth watching. Um, PNC uh, sneak like December, man. It's it's it turned into a weird deal, and 
and this kind of speaks to Tiger's whole thing. Like this year, he rallied to go play um, at a Dare Manor, the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. That was his other golf this year. So that's what his full year is going to look like. The majors plus the J.P. McManus Pro-Am, the match, the Hero World Challenge, and most likely the PNC Championship. Um, That's an interesting fabric that is not it's not like it's not super emphasizing that the PGA tour is the must play spot on the golf calendar (laughs) as opposed to, you know, live And I think that is an interesting thing, but I think that there are also reasons that I think there are also obvious reasons that he hasn't done that because it's a lot different teeing it up at a dare manner and not really keeping score. It's a lot different playing 12 holes in the match than it is, gearing up and playing what would be at least 90, maybe more holes over six days at a PGA tour event. Yep. Yep. There are levels here. There's difference. There's context clues. Hopefully we've provided enough of them. Dylan, that's it for my questions. Do you have anything else that we need to get to? Happy end of golf season. All those you're celebrating or mourning, uh, all our Northern listeners, we feel you. We love you. We'll see you soon. Happy birthday to Mama to Chair. Yes. Nancy with a big one today. Uh, also, our friend Taylor. There we go. 31, Same day. 31 years young today. Didn't shoot his age, but he did shoot 72. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, maybe he did shoot his age on a mini golf course in Concord, New Hampshire. Oh, that's a really good, that's a good drop. Only the real ones will get that. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>